0: listening to Ouija Broads and this is Devin this is Liz I got a question for you here Professor Wood how often do you give pop quizzes to your students never (laughs) do you do you remember like in movies right pop quizzes were a something that I always thought I had to worry about in high school but I think I only had an unexpected quiz a couple of times
1: yeah, pop quizzes right. are a big thing, and also the lecture that is like so beautiful—it's basically a TED talk totally and ends is. on like an inspiring, uplifting moment. Versus, well,
0: yeah, I've told you all the shit for two and a half hours. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it when teachers or professors have done that, where they're like, "Well, I'm tired of talking. I'm tired <laughs> of listening to myself. Get out of here." Um, why don't you give pop quizzes?
1: I guess I've never wanted to grade them. <laughs>
0: That is a fair answer, my friend. That's why I don't assign <laughs> essays, because I don't want to read 15 don't pages read of thoughts. Nope. Nope. I sure as shit wouldn't. Okay, well then, we won't call this a quiz, but I've, <gasps> got, I've got like a buffet of facts, and I'm going to ask you questions about the Pacific Northwest, and then we can see-if-you-know-them kind of quiz style, which they're kind of gotcha answers because, like, why the fuck would you know these things? But mostly they're just stuff that I kind of want us to talk about and share with our listeners. And then that segues into something, into a place in Washington I've been that's cool and weird. And then I have a story for you. And I think you have a story for me in return from one of our listeners, don't you? Yes, I have a listener story. Do you know what... i didn't know this do you know what washington state's motto is it's something stupid i know that yeah well you are ethnocentric my friend it's a chinook word you can't say it's something stupid when you know it's a native American. oh my goodness oh whatever Liz translates
1: so to i don't like though
0: racist yeah it's by and by yeah that does. i don't know what that means no i don't know what by and by means either because it's e y e that's just I mean, a verbal no. filler Yeah. Well, there you go. That's, I'm from Washington. Our motto is verbal filler. I am full of verbal filler. It's, it's Alki, which is also a beach in Seattle, Alki Mm -hmm. Beach, but apparently that is Chinook jargon for by and by. By and by beach? Alki Beach. Yeah, but it means by and by? Apparently. According to Wikipedia, it does. That, That doesn't mean anything. In the sweet by and by is, uh, yeah, what, heaven? It's eventually beach. <laughs> it it sounds George Bluth had to name this. It's like, <laughs> what does he call it? Sudden, Sudden Valley. Sudden Valley. Yeah. <laughs> eventually beach. It sounds like a salad so, dressing,
1: but I don't want to eat it.
0: <laughs> I could see marinating a chicken in that. <laughs> All right. Well, this is one that you should know. So when I'm talking about Pacific Northwest states, I guess mm-hmm. I should clarify. I'm going to use five states here because we, they're Pacific Northwest to us. We talk about Washington, Idaho, Montana, Oregon, Alaska. Yes. Sometimes California, but I threw that one out the window because I don't care about California. Colorado so, occasionally. Every now and then, but that's not one that I prepared an episode for. Okay. So which which of those five states has a double-sided flag? A double-sided flag. A like double-sided if, flag. If you hang the flag, there's a picture on the other side that's different? Exactly. It's the only state in the Union to have a flag this way. And it's a Pacific Northwest state. I'm going to say Alaska. You're going to be wrong. It's Oregon. How did I never see that? How didn't you? Oregon, apparently their flag on one side, it's your your seal, the, the crest, right? And on the other side, it's a fucking beaver. Of course <laughs> it is. It's a beaver. Because that's their state animal wow so yeah because
1: oregon is the beaver state yes washington's the evergreen state idaho is the gem state the gem state Mm -hmm. what's alaska
0: their motto is north to the future i think they're the frontier state the final frontier state or the star trek state
1: you want to you want to look it up (laughs) there is land of the midnight sun the last frontier is what they use on their license plates apparently
0: boom they're not really the something state I like the land of the midnight sun. We'll go with that. But at least I knew their license plate. Mm -hmm. So there you go. What do you call someone who is from Washington? A Washingtonian. What do you call someone who is from Oregon? Oregonian. What do you call someone from Idaho? Idahoan? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you are a ho. Question mark? (laughs) It is an Idahoan. Okay. And an Alaskan. Anna Montanan. Yeah, just, it was it was an elaborate setup for
1: a hoe joke because you're like Idaho, and I didn't catch it. I just let it bounce off me and fall to the ground like so just much like softball. A <laughs> so much softball. <laughs> Don't trust an Idaho.
0: <laughs> Never trust an Idaho. Which two Pacific Northwest states share the Western Meadowlark as their state bird? Uh, no state should share a bird. I'm against it. <laughs> Uh, Six states, Liz. Six states share the western meadowlark as their state bird. And actually, eight Uh, states share the cardinal as their state bird.
1: Get it together. Have a conference. Have a mini-Congress and sort this out. That's unacceptable.
0: There are enough fucking birds in the world that you can each have one, you dicks. Yeah. But two Pacific Northwest ones share western meadowlark. And I would like you to tell me which two those are. Um, Washington and Oregon. Washington is the American goldfinch. Oregon and what? Montana are the Western okay. meadowlark. They both, the, all three of those, have yellow on them. So you were close. You were in How the neighborhood. How come nobody's picked a cool bird like a like a chuck or
1: quail or something?
0: Oh, excuse you. Alaska has the white ptarmigan, which That's is pretty a cool good. as fuck looking bird. Oh yeah. How come nobody picked the thunderbird? Because some people think it's not real, Liz, which is really. <sighs> sad to thunderbirds i think it really hurts their feelings now if like eight states had picked a thunderbird i would be into it no eight states picked a cardinal Would anybody pick a turkey i didn't look that up ben franklin picked a turkey did he have a state maybe it's a state bird of pennsylvania that'd be cool no i would like to ask you uh which pacific northwest state is biggest you Alaska. know this one yeah it's twice the size of Texas, my friends. Yeah, Alaska, Alaska is the biggest
1: state, period. <laughs> it is
0: the biggest state. It's almost one-fifth of the U.S.'s total land mass. As I recall, you could cut Alaska in half,
1: and Alaska A and Alaska B would still be the biggest states.
0: Wow, so it's even bigger than twice the size of Texas for that to happen. I don't know. I'm not in school for math. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Do you know, I will tell you... My least favorite of the state mottos, other than Washington's buy and buy, which is worse than buy and buy. Is that just a placeholder
1: where they like, we should have a state motto? What should it be? And the person's like, I don't know. We'll get to it eventually. Dude, we'll get to a buy and buy. And the person's like, buy and buy. Got it.
0: I am not really sure what they were doing with that one, but I I really don't like Alaska's. It's north to the future, but I suppose they became a state in 1959. So they were in that like, the future and the george jetson version of the future so it, i suppose west to the past what
1: that is <laughs> how time travel works
0: liz if it's north to the future it's south to the past obviously what 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 is their grasp of
1: dimensions
0: i'm not into it <laughs> what? like what northeast what to saturday what further north are you going to get you're already as north as you're going to go little guy that's the top i
1: don't know what happens like is do they just fly off the top and go to the moon or what
0: I don't know. It's probably something a flat earther came up with. I'll tell you a couple of cool facts about each of our states in that Seattle was the first city in the U.S. to play Beatles song on the radio. There's some horse facts, which I thought were really cool, is that there are 5,000 wild horses that are roaming the Yakima Indian Reservation in Mm. Washington. And then the Appaloosa was bred by the Nez Pierce Indians in Idaho. Now you want an Appaloosa, right, when you move back here? My mom wants Appaloosas. She likes Appaloosas. I like buckskin colorations. Mm -hmm. And I actually, at the end of the day, don't want a horse because as far as I can tell, they're like having a boat in that they take all your money and you only enjoy them about one day of the year. Yeah, but weren't you going to like live... A little bit south and
1: east of Spokane, and you were going to have an Appaloosa, and what were you oh! going to do if it got out?
0: Oh, 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 I'm gonna set you right. up, man. you tried to set me up, because guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go around the Palouse looking for my loose Appaloosa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if its name is Lucy or Bruce, or but it'll be something like that. Lucy the loose Palouse Appaloosa. that's where i like it you set me up thank you i was just like i don't fucking know liz i'm not gonna have a horse when am i gonna have enough money for a horse i don't have (laughs) enough money for a kid horses take way more way more work i'm sure let's talk about cryptids Mm, in these states because that's the weirdest thing i can come up with with each of these what are some washington state cryptids that you know of oh Boy, oh boy! Okay, so there's Caddy the Cadborosaurus, in
1: Cadboro Bay. Right? Yes, we have, of course, our Sasquatch, our Bat Squatch, our Thunderbirds.
0: Yes. Hmm. Uh There's a worm. <sniffs> what? There's that worm that I told you about, the giant Palouse earthworm. Well, that's not encrypted anymore, is it? Well, you're right. I mean, I guess he's is a coelacanth still encrypted now that it's been discovered. You know, as as Existent. I guess that's he's not, not my department. It is my department, and I should know this. I'm going to say he's still a cryptid because he's been mentioned in cryptozoology books. It's just that he's been proven to be real. Okay. <laughs> that's not at all the definition of a cryptid. There's the, the other, Ponderay paddler. That's in Idaho. Oh, that's an Idaho? Shows Technically, what I know. Uh, well, Lake Ponderay, doesn't it straddle us? But I think it's mostly in Idaho, so I consider it an Idaho cryptid. I see. The lake monster I know of that's in Washington is the Rock Lake Monster, which ah. is some bizarre. I haven't talked about it because it's got ties to a weird white people retelling of a Native American legend, and I'm not about that life right now. Now, where is Spirit Lake? Idaho. Is that around here? Spirit Lake, Idaho, but I don't know where in Idaho it is.
1: Okay, because Spirit Lake is extremely
0: haunted and cryptided. Yeah, Spirit Lake's all the one that has the uh, the Indian princess from one tribe loved the Indian prince from another tribe, and they sailed out together in a Romeo and Juliet-style canoe kind of thing, right? And then the yeah. tribes tried to go to war to get them, and the lake swallowed them all. It's one of those terrible stories. Oh, what about the Bremerton Giant Shrimp? <gasps> I didn't mention the Bremerton Giant Shrimp! What is wrong with me? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite because it's a lady in the, what, 60s, went into her apartment laundry room and she says she saw a five foot tall crustacean. She saw a giant fucking shrimp hanging out in her laundry room, but it was like a shrimp man kind of thing because it was walking on two legs. And she well, peaced like out. Hovering and floating its little arms as far as I know. Oh man, that makes it even better because then it was psychically activated.
1: Yeah. What's that thing at the not the old curiosity shop, but the the marsh museum
0: or whatever? Mm. That thing that's on all the bumper stickers. It's like oh, Alligator Man. The alligator it's the thing that's in Archie McPhee. Yeah. That thing, it's it's like a Fiji mermaid. Oh, okay. As far as I know. Yeah, folks, if you're ever in Seattle, go to Archie McPhee. It's it's worth a Trip In the little Wallingford neighborhood. I mean, you get a lot of really cheap shit that was made in China, but they have amassed this small collection of like circus sideshow memorabilia. So they've got a Fiji mermaid. uh, They've got a couple other funny stuff. If I recall correctly, they've got... Like a, a fur-bearing trout. That's another thing that's supposed to not be nice. a cryptid in Washington, but it's it's a, it's a hoax like the jackalope is, you know, so it's <laughs> not a real cryptid. But they've got like a bad taxidermy of that. Totally worth going, especially if you have a kiddo. Give them a buck fifty and say that they can spend it and they will come out with at least six shitty little toys. Well, let's, let's talk about more Idaho monsters or cryptids because we did mention the pan- Ponderay Paddler. We mm-hmm. mentioned... Uh, or at least we mentioned Lake Ponderay, which is where I have found my only artifact, by the way. <gasps> I found a Clovis point that I never did take to the Burke Museum's artifact ID day to get identified, but it matches the Clovis points they have on display that are 5,000 to 8,000 years old. I found it old, I think. Yeah, according to the ones that they have in their display that I looked at. But it's something I'd like to take to the artifact ID day because it's a stone point that I have the provenance and provenience of since I was the one that found it. I can, and I know where I found it at so I can tell them.
1: So other Idaho ones. Hmm. I always think of flying beavers, but that's
0: just a special thing that really (laughs) happened. (laughs) It really happened. They're not cryptids much like the giant blue earthworm. They're real and they're brilliant. Idaho mostly has lake monsters as far as I can find. Of course, Sasquatch Mm. has been Reported in, I believe, all, I think, 49 states. I don't know that Sasquatch has real reported sightings in Hawaii. Yeah, I
1: imagine not.
0: But ho- Sasquatch has been seen everywhere. So we do have reports of Sasquatch in Idaho. But the ones that I know of are lake monsters. And so they're Ponderay Paddler, they're Charlie in i'm blanking on the lake that charlie's seen in oh
1: shoot i know who you're talking about mm-hmm. though and she's like the sweet one that people are actually like happy to see i think so she, she makes people feel peaceful
0: yeah yeah and then there's the bear lake monster uh which is, again is just a humpbacked serpenty lake monster of the we always see that variety yeah
1: charlie oh she's in uh Pay it lake
0: I never would have come up with that.
1: No, they named her after that because apparently way back in the day, in the 50s, there was a catchphrase on an old time radio show called Was You Dare, Charlie? And I don't know. I don't get it. (laughs) But uh, apparently comedy in the 50s, all you had to do was do an accent.
0: (laughs) and Yeah. Yep. Yep. And ask some kind of bizarre rhetorical question. Will it play in Peoria?
1: Yes, but all I uh, what I like about Charlie, if she's the one I'm thinking of, is that people who see her are not scared. They feel very like positive and happy. <laughs> sure. Charlie just emits nitrous oxide. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's great to me though, because oh. most lake monsters are really repetitive, right? Most ocean oh, god. cryptids are. It's they like, okay, well, same. is it a, like a Loch Ness plesiosaur? Is mm-hmm. it a
0: serpent? Or mm-hmm. is it a caddy type whale shark? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god, that we had such a problem in our first version of that cryptid map where I'm like, I don't. It's another lake monster. I don't know. Give it some mm-hmm. humps. I don't know. Make it a snake, but put it in a lake. Yeah, I I remember because I was trying to promote it on uh, Twitter
1: by like showing one of them. And I was like, which one's this one? You're like, fuck if I know.
0: (laughs) I totally forgot. I didn't name (laughs) the files. No, they're all named (laughs) Assembly. (laughs) That's the program I used, folks. Assembly. Just automatically saves them as its own name. (laughs) God. I got excited when I was researching just this short list of cryptids for Oregon because it came up with a couple that I hadn't heard before, even when specifically searching... Oregon cryptids. I managed to find a few new ones. So, of course, Oregon, we've got Sasquatch, we've got Thunderbirds. Can you think of any others before I tell you these weirdos? Um, Colossal Claude. Yes. Flix the Concert Lake Monster. I didn't know of that one. He's not on my list. The Wilhelmina Gator. Wilhelmina Gator, yep. The Melrose Creep.
1: What's the Melrose Creep? I'm glad you asked. I'm cheating. I have a copy of Weird Oregon open in front of me from our last episode. (laughs) Fucking cheating. Why do you think I'm in hell? Because I fucking lie. Because you're fucking lying. Liz, no books on this pop quiz. Okay, let me read you this. (laughs) The Melrose Creep. It's a very upsetting picture. Would have definitely given me nightmares when I was a kid. I would have had to close the book and put something heavy on top of it. Okay, this is a story by somebody who gives their name as Captain Morgan. Stop it. No comment. I live in Melrose, a little township outside of Roseburg, Oregon. It's the proud home of the Melrose Creep. I am a bit nocturnal and used to go for walks in the woods at night. One night, I was up on a clear cut behind my house when I heard soft padded
0: footfalls behind me. I
1: looked all around before I saw it. The Melrose Creep. Now, I've always lived
0: what <laughs> you're reading this like a kid story your voice is so happy and sing-songy and oh cheerful my God. Yes, i'm sorry I just went into <laughs> reading Rose mode because i do
1: this every day <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna start explaining the longer words to you
0: you are it's just nocturnal like nocturnal means awake at the- that time Devin. <laughs> crepuscular means fuck off and tell me the story liz <laughs>
1: Now, I've always lived in the sticks, and I'm used to bears and cats and coyotes, but this was like nothing I'd ever seen before. I could see it perfectly in the full moon. It was about three to four feet tall and hunched over, had no hair, long arms with six-fingered hands and stubby, clawed feet. It also had a very human-like head and bulging, glowing red eyes. The Melrose creep seemed unafraid of me, but I was scared of it. It approached me. I freaked out, ran back home, and didn't go out again for weeks. A few months later, I was walking down the Dorner Cutoff. About half a mile from the end of the road, I heard the eerie pitter-patter of those damn little feet again. I ran again to the end of the road, but my friend was late meeting me, so I had to wait another five minutes in the dark alone with that little creep. <laughs> Isn't
0: that great? He's talking about your kid brother, that little creep. Yeah, little creep with his buzz-cut hair. Buzz-cut hair. Oh, my goodness. And that's it? That's all we that's have it. on the mel- <sighs> That's That's all that's in Weird Oregon about him. All right. Another thing I hadn't heard about, like the Melrose Creep, is the Gumbaroo. The Gumbaroo? That sounds Australian. The Gumbaroo sounds so Australian. The Gumbaroo, though, apparently (laughs) resembles Wilfred Brimley. It resembles a giant, hairless (sighs) bear with a mustache and bushy eyebrows. That's the only hair on it. And the gumbaroo is described as voracious. It is always eating, and if it finds you, it will eat you, too. That's how it got diabetes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the diabetes monster. <laughs> the diabetes monster. The diabetes. Okay, so if it finds you, it will eat you. It eats everything. Is it, like, human-shaped? No, it's like, yeah, you said it's, it's like a... like a bear.
0: Bald bear.
1: <laughs> so it looks like what? Is it like bear-sized? Yeah.
0: Yeah, according to all the drawings, it's even bigger than a bear but it lives in on land lives on land they show drawings of it in tree hollows these were big damn tree hollows my friend but they were even bigger than the people that they drew so it looks wow. like a big like a big magnified dust mite or whatever those kind of cute things are bugabears bears bears water bears tardigrades <laughs> marmosets <laughs> kangaroos <laughs> did <Didgerid> you <laughs> Partridges.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what <laughs> should I tell you
0: about? <laughs> <laughs> when Jason and I went on our honeymoon, we were going to go see Portoise Head in concert. And Mama <laughs> said, how was your porpoises concert? And I looked at her and she goes, no, tortoises? <laughs> it was tortoise head. Tortoise head, tortoise mom. Head, that
1: was it, yeah.
0: <laughs> No. <laughs> Porpoises. <laughs> uh, well. In, what noise does the gumbaroo make? <laughs> other than diabetes. Diabetes. That's the noise he makes, dude. That's it. <laughs> Give me all your pancreases. Has anyone do not work? checked on Wilford Brimley? <laughs> Have anyone checked on Wilford Brimley? <laughs> and need to take an insulin shot and eat some kick. Oh man. Well, I want you to know that there's apparently a lake in Oregon called Wallowa Lake, and it has not only the Wallowa Lake monster, it has the Wallowa Lake crustaceans. And the, the Wallowa Lake crustaceans are a, <laughs> a great poor. band, yeah, I think. Yeah, there are reports from like the 1850s where settlers reported giant crustaceans, really big fucking crabs that would come out and they'd run after you, but they were like four and five feet tall. Oh, yeah, you yeah, with their pinches shows like some b horror movie shit. Yeah, that's first of all amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I
1: really wish that were real. Mm-hmm. And I'm i i choose to believe it is and secondly <laughs> so exciting because it's not your usual like well here's one cryptid it's kind of like yeah. a dude but hairy but and hairy. here's a different cryptid it's in a lake it's yeah
0: either a very big fish or the other things we talked about this thing. is like no giant fucking crabs it's giant fucking crabs are co- fuck dude you want to talk about a state that has cryptids that are basically big hairy men it's alaska Alaska, <laughs> alaska. and giant fucking crabs it does they're delicious. <laughs> Have you seen pictures of divers with those, like, king crabs and spider crabs? Oh, my God. I've seen spider crabs, but I don't know that I've seen a diver with a king crab. Let's look this up. King crab. Everyone listening at home. Look this up, God! Those are big, and they look like spiders, man. Those mm-hmm. are that's, that's sea big underwater spiders.
1: Can you imagine if we didn't oh. know about those, and somebody who was a diver was like, "I saw a giant spider underwater,"
0: and you're like, "Yes, yeah, the fuck you did." I'm sure you did. You saw a giant armored spider underwater that was bright red, mm. and it had pinchies. Of course you did, dude. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. my that's god! How most of the
1: pictures of, are of it being served food
0: yeah yeah man here's a guy in a king crab costume and that's funny he looks good oh these things are bad you can really see where um ripley scott and uh hr mm-hmm. geiger got their influence for the face huggers in aliens oh my god yes they, now they look like pictures of guys with spider crabs and i'm scared and hungry don't. Also, never look up coconut crabs. I hate those things. Those oh, things they
1: can't. get inside houses. Uh, oh, I can't. I can't. And uh, then, like, a little thread from my, my jeans just touched my bare foot, and I lost my entire <laughs> shit. I'm glad you didn't hear me flipping out. Apparently, I thought a coconut crab got in here. There's still snow ya. on the mountains. But Liz,
0: Alaska gonna get you. Alaska gonna get
1: me. My toes are bare. <laughs> toes are bare. A spider oh. crab could probably survive out of the water long enough to get my door open and come up the stairs. Easily, like. And, and I
0: wouldn't hear it. I no. Guess. Mm-mm. No, it's a spider crab, Liz. I bet it makes a web. Do you think tiny things are scarier or big things? Well, that's a good question. It's like, do you want to fight a hundred horse or a hundred duck sized horses or one horse sized duck? Which is scarier? A lot of little things or one big things? I think little things are scarier. I don't know. Do I think that? I don't know. What do you I think? Feel like- I'm trying to get my brain around
1: it. I think they both are, but I was trying to imagine, like, right now, well, it's hard to imagine because I'm like, right now, I don't actually think a spider crab could get at me easily. But if a giant spider crab was trying to get at me, I would die of fear.
0: <laughs> Whereas just if like a heart attack and fall over.
1: Yeah, if a spider was in my house, I could handle it. Or, like, oh, yeah. I, don't want, I don't want anything in my house. I don't even like mice in my house.
0: Oh, man. Do you, oh, I won't even talk about the mice problem we had when we lived together. Even though by bringing it up, I just talked about it. But, oh, my God. It would, I,
1: the thing with those mice is I wish we could have just communicated and been like, could you just eat, like, this granola bar? Instead of, this one. like, chewing a hole in five of them and also through my bag I like. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh.
0: They were not good at taking direction. I mm-hmm. Spiders reach a point for me with tarantulas they don't bother me they're, they're yes, kind of like actually kind of like tarantulas yeah right like you can crawl on me you're slow you're fuzzy i don't mm. see your weird like ball jointed arms but yeah i think y- the fuzziness of tarantulas yeah, really makes helps. them
1: less scary for me i'm still not yeah. like oh boy i want to own 10 of them but they're but less maybe scary three? than a, a spider that was half the size but was shiny
0: Oh, God. Like a wolf spider. You find one of those in your bathtub and you're like, well, I'm going to be a dirty person. No, I don't live here anymore. Not my house. hmm Never been a spider in my tub because that wasn't my tub. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Yep. Well, I told you that Alaska was really the place to go for people-shaped cryptids. If you want hairy mm-hmm. dudes, Alaska has Sasquatch. It has Bigfoot. And just Alaskan men. Alaskan men. My kind of man. It has something called Otter People, which is a kind of indigenous Alaskan person. Uh, Otter people than the ones who were there, huh? (laughs) What is it they say about Alaska, folks? The odds are good, but the goods are odd. (laughs) Otter people are kind of like a shoreline version of Sasquatch. They're fern people who can... I think they'd be sleek. Mm -hmm. Their hair would be gloriously shiny. You also have a type of Yeti Sasquatch mountainous ape man, and I can't pronounce it correctly, but it's spelled U-R-A-Y-U-L-L. You're a yule. Interesting. Okay. But then they also have the lake monsters like you do. They've got the Also on our cryptid map is the Alamina lake monster. They have the Stellar Sea Ape, which I didn't include in our cryptid map because the Stellar Sea Ape is something that was only recorded once as having been seen. And that was by Stellar, the guy who did uh, Stellar Sea Cow, Stellar Sea Eagle. He was a very well-respected naturalist. He discovered new species, cataloged them very faithfully. But one time, he says he saw a sea ape and it wasn't a mermaid it didn't have a tail like a a mermaid would but that it was an aquatic ape man but he was the only person to have seen it so for a while people thought well maybe this is real like he was the only one that saw the stellar sea eagle for quite some time mm-hmm. i wonder if it isn't the white guy crossover of seeing the otter people oh that's interesting
1: but it- so, the stellar sea ape, I I've, I've thought about doing this one. It's the only thing he ever identified that wasn't verified by other sightings later. Yes, correct. Yeah. So, one of the things is, like, it's in some of his early diaries, but he didn't, in in his notes, but he didn't write about it later. So, he had this really horrible expedition that he was on when he encountered the sea ape. And he he said he saw this thing for a long time. He said it was, like, five feet long. It had a head like a dog's with pointed ears. And it had whiskers, big eyes, long body, thick and round, tapering toward the tail. Its skin was covered with hair that was gray but reddish-white on the belly. Yeah. And it, the tail was divided into two fins. And I'm like, that's a seal. That's a seal is right. Yeah. But one theory that's exciting and that I like – is that it's actually a mean caricature of the captain of the ship he was on.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, who was, had heavy mustaches, was chubby, short... <laughs> Had red hair. (laughs) And when Stellar gave his sea ape a name, he didn't call it Simnia marina, which would mean sea ape. He called it Simnia marina Danica, the Danish sea ape. There's only one Dane aboard the boat he was on who was the captain.
0: (laughs) Fucking naturalist burn yes i love that theory even though i think it's a little bit of a stretch but i think it's fantastic no no, that captain got stellared man that's superb now somebody clowning on you (laughs) (laughs) i love that
1: so much oh i think a lot about how much certain like seals and sea lions look like dogs they do specifically your dog specifically bailey i'm always like there go a pack of bailey's whole sea pack Baileys. of Baileys,
0: little sea Baileys. Bailey yep. learning to swim to you in Lake Coeur was such a good memory. <laughs> Despite being difficult for a lot of reasons, it was a good he's memory. A, a very dense
1: animal. He is. It's all chest and his little he's, legs can't do anything. He's a dachshund. No, he's, no.
0: he's an odd looking dachshund. I think he's better looking than most dachshunds. He's a very attractive dachshund, but he's got mm-hmm. that bizarre body proportions that don't make him good in water.
1: His not. body is proportioned like a dachshund, but his head is much more round and not pointy like most dachshunds. Got a little Labrador I, head. He got a Labrador head, mm-hmm. which confused a lot of people. They thought he was like a malformed yep. puppy. Yep. And I also remember one time somebody saw him in a crate and said, is that a pot-bellied pig? <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: no. <laughs> But but he looks so much like a pig when you just see his little belly and his little trotter feet. Oh, yeah. we call him Pig Man so often around here. And he snorts like a little pig. A little truffle. God. Oh, man. I wanted to bring to your attention two more states that share something strange. And... I will conclude with a funny story, not about a cryptid, but about a very real threat that we in Washington face from our actual wildlife. Oh, my God. Okay. And then can I read the listener story? I would love for you to. I'm so excited to hear this. Okay. I asked you what two states shared a state bird. Mm -hmm. Which two states share, or not share, but which two states both have Stonehenge replicas? I know you know one of them. It's Washington and Oregon, right? Because there's Carhenge and then the Maryhill Stonehenge. I wasn't thinking Carhenge. I was thinking one that looked... Oh my god,
1: you were thinking about a third a third Stonehenge replica?
0: Correct. It is in Montana on private property. There's. I didn't know that. A millionaire in 14 Montana had a replica Stonehenge built on his private estate. Because he wanted to go there. I've seen pictures of it. I think it's ugly. It looks like it was made out of bricks and then, like, rough plastered. Ugly. Uh. I was thinking specifically about that one and about the replica concrete one in Maryhill, Washington. Carhenge, eh? Is that exactly Carhenge. what it sounds like? Yep. Stonehenge
1: made out of cars. You tell me about Maryhill and then I'll tell you about Carhenge for a second. Oh, dear.
0: Mary Hill, Stonehenge is in Mary Hill, Washington. It was going to be a city. They didn't get enough of a population. So now it's just a census, census designated place. And it was constructed starting in 1819 by a man named Sam Hill, who was a wealthy businessman. He was a lawyer. He was a railroad executive. He was all those things that we associate with turn of the century I rich I've encountered that guy before. He's I, I may have a story about him someday because I remember just oh, being wonderful. like, wait, so there's an actual Sam Hill as in like what in the Sam Hill? What in the Sam Hill? But it's not... He was alive before that was a phrase in popular culture. They think Sam Hill might have been attributed to a different Sam Hill, who was a notorious swearer. So his confusing. name. Yeah. But this is a different Sam Hill. This Sam Hill was born in Minnesota, came out to Seattle, made a fortune doing all those things that dudes make fortunes in at the turn of the century. Railroads. But the Railroads. Some business of undescribed detail, but he was also, he was a good guy. He was a good roads advocate. He thought it was really important that cities and states have clear, well-paved, well-defined roads so that when motorists started using them, they were safe for all. But what oh. he did was, it was World War I, and he wanted to build a memorial to the fallen soldiers of Clickitac County, which is where Mary Hill is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the time, the popular theory was that Stonehenge was a Druid sacrifice site. Right. Right. So he built Stonehenge or commissioned it to be built as a symbol that young men were still being sacrificed to the god of war. Okay, a little bit abstract, but A okay. little bit, but he had it made, uh, he starts building Maryhill as a city. In 1918, the city burns down, but the concrete statue that has been started remains. So he goes, sure. okay, scrap that, forget the city, but we'll keep building Stonehenge. Builds it, it's done in 1929. At the same time, really close to that, he's building a residence. He's building a mansion, but he, it never really takes off. His wife doesn't want to live in Seattle. She doesn't want to live in Mary Hill, which he named for her and his daughter. She pieces back out to Minnesota and never comes back to Washington. He travels all over the world, makes friends with all kinds of fancy royals, right? <laughs> a friend of his decides, well, you're not going to build this as a mansion to live in. Turn it into a museum we've got some cool art, you've got some money and pieces, you've got Stonehenge down the road, let's make this a museum. And he goes, okay. So he funnels his money into finishing the mansion as a museum, and he gets his good friend, Queen Marie of Romania, to come and <laughs> dedicate the building in, I don't recall. I always forget that she was a real famous person, not just something that people say like, yeah, and I'm Maria of Romania. I- She was a real famous person. Poor Lamb. She had a hard life once Ferdy died. Her son deposed her and she had to go into, not hiding in another country, but she kind of had to live as an expat in another country. All kinds of stuff happening. But she dedicated. I'm just thinking about, I went to Maryhill, so I saw Stonehenge and I saw the Museum of Art for a WAMA conference. And they're both interesting. what conference? Washington Association of Museum uh, Associations. That doesn't make sense. I bet wah. it's easy for y'all to figure out where you want to host a conference though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably museum, huh? Probably. Probably a museum. Or a hotel that's near a museum. Uh, oh wow, what it's just the WA is Washington Museum of Associations. So that's why oh, that's gonna... confusing.
1: Washington Museum of Associations? <laughs> no.
0: Washington Museum Association. <laughs> Association. Washington Museum Association. (laughs) Now you're making me say it wrong. You're getting me all riled up. It's the Washington Museum Association. WAMA. WAMA. Because Washington is abbreviated by W-A. So that's how you get the extra A.
1: Okay.
0: And because W-M-A is just... mm, So you've you've been to Carhenge,
1: (laughs) No, you've been to Stonehenge. I got confused. I got confused. Sorry, I'm trying to to, learn to tell you when you're done talking, but also listen
0: to you. (laughs) I'm saying nonsense. You're saying nonsense. I'll just try to not talk to give you a place to talk. I've been to both. Do you want to hear about them or not? Yes, I do. (laughs) I'll tell you about them. Would you like to say a thing before I tell you about
1: them? About the henges? No, I have many henges to tell you about after you're done, though. (laughs) Uh,
0: I think that if you are ever in Maryhill, which is the very middle of Washington, but the bottom of the state, it's on the Oregon border. It's gorgeous. Definitely worth a stop. You can go to Stonehenge for free. You can check out the museum, which has a very beautiful collection of things from Queen Marine. Interesting to see in the middle of Washington. You've got a great view of the Columbia Gorge and the Columbia River. Very, very pretty. And you can be on Mary Hills Grounds for free and look at a lot of their outdoor sculpture art without paying to go into the museum. But you should always pay to go into museums. They rely on that money to keep treasures safe. Stonehenge, I was less impressed with because you just pull right on up to it in the parking lot. You can park right next to it. And I wish that you had to approach it a little Mm differently it would have more impact and when i was there there was a mom letting her shitty kids run all over and scream so i didn't spend a lot of time yeah in. and this is the
1: concrete one
0: this is or the or concrete one
1: yeah
0: it looks like big rocks it, i mean it's very convincing it doesn't just look like someone put some concrete blocks together it looks rough here. Blocks. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that trashy stonehenge <laughs> tell me about carhenge i was gonna say talk so, about Car-Hen- trashy
1: i've completely mixed up carhenge is nowhere near our area carhenge is in nebraska <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> i i am just mixing up the various american stonehenges but would you like to hear about them <laughs> yeah now there's a subdivision stonehenge in georgia what is a there's subdivision? truckhenge into subdivision Is in like it just marks a subdivision called stonehenge <laughs> that's so stupid okay yes <laughs> There's Truck Henge in Topeka, Kansas. Okay. There's a Kentucky Stonehenge, a Front Yard Stonehenge that a married couple made with styrofoam in their yard in <laughs> Michigan. There's a half-sized Stonehenge called Stubby Stonehenge in Missouri. Stop it. Car Henge is in Alliance, Nebraska. Okay. There's a Stonehenge in New Hampshire.
0: I'm not There's going Stonehenge
1: there. There's Stonehenge too. In Texas,
0: that's stupid. That's a dumb it's name. A per-
1: Permian Basin Stonehenge in Texas, also Foam Henge in Virginia. Heard of it's, that? It's the fastest Stonehenge ever put together. Uh huh. And <laughs> Sam Hill's Stonehenge is how they refer to the Mary Hill one. <laughs> There's Boat Henge in Missouri, <laughs> a Hilltop Stonehenge in Missouri, a Wood Henge in Missouri. Uh, what no. you do in Missouri? Missouri? Why Come do you on need so now? many Stonehenges? You don't. Uh, Stonehenge Jr. in Wichita, Kansas. (laughs) Stop it, Kansas. You too. Stone Fridge in New Mexico. I hate it. I mean, the thing is, it's kind of like, this is going to be a nerdy thing, but like, astronaut means star sailor. So it's always confusing when people are like, it's a chimpanot, and you're like, it's a chimp sailor. That's what I feel like with the henge thing. It's like, the henge doesn't mean the stones. No, it doesn't. The stone part means the stones. So when they're like it's it's stone fridge you're like yeah. it's a fridge made of stones so yeah. you're talking about yeah
0: it should be fridge henge right yeah
1: and even the henge refers to like the the earthworks around it not the standing stones
0: i didn't know that yeah uh. i looked up what a henge
1: was while we were talking
0: have you been to like, the real is- stonehenge is
1: i have actually yeah in why England. am i drawing a blank the, England. The, yeah but like i can't remember what that
0: part is called Edinburgh, London. That's, Edinburgh is not in England. Edinburgh is in part of England, the Scottish part of England.
1: (laughs) The different country. (laughs) Surrey. Salisbury Plain, that's what the fuck I'm trying to say. Wow. Yes, I actually have a rock from the plain Stonehenge itself. I was kind of like, I wish I could have gotten a lot closer.
0: Yeah. Because from
1: far away, I have a hard time understanding how big things are. Yeah, that's what she said. Cool. It was yes, it was a good trip. There's a Bama henge in Alabama. Stop yes, it. and there's actually one that's supposed to be the most accurate one ever made is the one in Montana in Crystal Lakes Resort.
0: Looks stupid. If we're talking about the same Montana one I'm talking about, it looks bad. So I wow. hope that's
1: not accurate. I have no idea. I didn't know so many people needed. Now I want to build a little one, like Spinal Tap style, in my yard.
0: <laughs> Can't can I just get you a terrarium? We'll make <laughs> we'll make one out of you know Legos. That'd be pretty good. Sorry, okay. right. some good good rock
1: stacking stuff. So they they think it's not human sacrifice now, right? It's some kind of calendar, calendar.
0: Yeah, or just a sacred site that you come to yeah. on the equinox or the solstice, cool. I guess. There you go. That's that's what we've got in Washington, in Montana, I guess, for Stonehenge. So I'm glad we're on the map with that. We should take some pictures with, with the Stonehenge to go to Mary Hill. Oh my goodness, we're going to do it because it's going to be part of our road trip. We can also, okay. down there, well you're not down there by the uh, Ginkgo Petro, uh, Ginkgo Biloba National, Ginkgo, wow.
1: We'll just say the
0: same word over and over. Thanks, folks. (laughs) The ginkgo ginkgo. The ginkgo ginkgo. We'll go to the ginkgo ginkgo. On your way to Seattle, when you cross the gorge, there's Ginkgo National Petrified Forest. Yes.
1: I have never once been in the mood to pull over because I'm always, like, thirsty and tired at that point in driving.
0: Good God, it's a slog. By that time, Mm. you're just like, oh, cool, 70 miles to wait, Snoqualmie, and then it's another 70 miles to Seattle, and then it's another 30 minutes to get into the city. Fuck it, I thought I was done with this trip. Yeah. Bailey and I tried to go once when we did our road trip by ourselves, and they didn't allow dogs in the park, so we sat at the very entrance up above them on a hill and flipped them off and then drove away. What is a dog going to do to a petrified tree? I guess the trees are jealous because the dog has got more bark. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Hey. I just can't imagine. Like, I no, know, this up dog top. might fuck
1: up the rocks.
0: <laughs> it might How? pee on this rock. Uh, yeah, beats me. They don't want dogs to break their teeth when they pick up sticks that are actually rocks. It's, it's fucking outdoors. Like, it is, is outdoors. An art museum. It is okay. outdoors. Liz, there is a lot to worry about in the outdoors. I want to tell you a story from 2004 in Washington. Okay. And this okay. was an encounter that some campers had at Baker <gasps> Lake, Washington. Okay. It's a news story. I'm going to just read you the news article. Okay. Campers at Baker's Lake, Washington woke to find a black bear lying unconscious outside of their tent amongst a littering of empty beer cans. Oh, my God. During the night, the bear opened the cooler and got the beer. Campers had two brands of beer in the cooler, the national domestic brand Bush and the popular regional brand Rainier. The bear apparently preferred Rainier. It drank 36 of them.
1: Holy shit. How much (laughs) beer... (laughs)
0: I hope this was for one night. I hope they were just like, yes, yes. He drank the Rainier and wouldn't drink the bush beer, campground bookkeeper Lisa Broxton told NBC News. Wildlife agents tried to remove the bear, but it climbed into a tree to try to sleep. Four hours (laughs) later, agents chased the bear away. However, it came back to the same spot in the morning. Agents brought in a humane trap and baited it with honey, donuts, and two open cans of rain near. It seemed to work, the bear was trapped, and authorities were able to relocate it away from the campground.
1: Oh my god, amazing.
0: <laughs> Drunk bears.
1: Passed out bears. Just... How did they not hear that? Hardy well, I guess all the beer would all explain All the that. beer.
0: Presumably they had drinking some of the other beer. That's a lot of beer. They had drinking and eat all those beers. They had eaten all those drinking beers. <laughs> Don't you make fun of the way I do things. <laughs> we have that's a good Washington story. I think we have another good Washington story that you're going to tell me about. Is it Washington based?
1: Uh no, this person has actually never been to the northwest, but they're a listener and they shared their otherworldly supernatural story with us.
0: I'll listen to that. It could be yes. otherworldly supernatural on Mars and I want to hear it exactly so this is
1: from someone who asked to go by sadie g which i love the name sadie so much it's a very good name and sadie's a, a twitter buddy who's a fan of the show and sadie wrote this up so i've always been into the otherworldly and supernatural i hesitate to call it that because clearly it occurs naturally in the world we don't have to force souls to stick around magic is real concur i like that in middle school, my two best friends and I were sort of discovering our magical abilities. Same. Fiddling with silly spells and candles, really. But come spring of my freshman year of high school, they've come a bit more into that than I did. I was raised in a pretty secular slash semi-Christian household. So talking about the supernatural or magical was pretty off limits. Yeah.
0: Was this... But one Sa- night... Are you Sadie? This sounds so no. much like you. <laughs>
1: No, I only imagined my parents would care if I talked about being a Wiccan. They actually didn't. What they did was kind of roll their eyes and that was oh. so wounding. But you had but
0: to you had to lock up your Wiccan books,
1: Liz. I fucking thought I did. <laughs> 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 I did not. <clears throat> I just thought they would care. And now that I know them better and I'm an adult, I'm like, wow, you you Knew and gave no shits. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. But one night, my friend is sleeping over. We'll call her Kitty, and we decide to sneak out to go see our mutual ex (parentheses you). Yeah, that's okay. high school for you. Who was somehow still our friend. I should probably note now that in between our houses, all three of our houses is a goddamn cemetery. Good. <laughs> So we get to our destination, and lo and behold, some ghostly goo followed from the cemetery. What? Here's the kicker, though. Both Kitty and my ex could see full-body apparitions naturally, but they couldn't find our unwanted guest, but I could. See, souls, as ghost is a really big category and spirit would not actually be accurate, ghosts can, souls can choose whether or not they wish to be seen. However, a very small portion of seers can see a soul whether they want to be spotted or not. I'm one of them. For me, this works kind of like a game of find the difference. Everything I see has an additional layer on it, like a mesh screen. Wherever a soul is, they create a gap in that screen. So her friends are freaking out and Sadie's like, yeah, right there. Like, right there is the thing. Anyway... We decided we needed to figure out what this guy's deal was, but first we had to figure out if we could trust him. Right as the question came up, I saw something out the window, this glowing golden light. It was so familiar when all of a sudden it hit me. It was my grandmother. She passed away two years prior from cancer. I'm sorry. Yeah. But even though I rarely saw her, it had hit me really hard. As soon as I recognized her, I suddenly knew we were all right and that the soul that had followed us was safe. So they basically, like, channel and talk to this spirit and find out he's a murder victim who'd been killed in a dispute with a neighbor. And okay. they see an image of him, like, lying in a coffin as a skeleton with a bullet hole. And slowly, the lower portion of the casket – this is, like, the casket that this person is visualizing or seeing yeah. – opened, revealing the executed skeleton of his pet, a large Savannah cat – Oh, wow. I'm like, whoa, very specific. Super specific. That his case had never been solved and that all he wanted was for someone to know his story. He never told us his name, but when we were finished, he thanked us, then disappeared. It was my first real encounter with a soul. Sadie also has a story about the demon in her kitchen, or maybe it's Poltergeist. Oh, wow. So, as a little kid, she never, ever wanted to be in the kitchen at night. Okay. She hated it. And every time I went in there at night, as soon as the light went off, I hauled ass back to my room. Why do <laughs> you ask? Because something was fucking chasing me.
0: Gross. I hate to that this feeling. Day,
1: it terrifies me. Sometimes I felt safe once I crossed the threshold to my room. Other nights, if I hadn't jumped up into my top bunk and flung the covers over my head, I knew I was getting my guts clawed out. Ugh. I don't know what that thing is or why it hates me so much, but even after 18 years of life, I will always be afraid of what lurks in the darkness of my kitchen. No late night snacks for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love the ending of that. That's a really good little ending. I mean, what a great diet plan, right? We all need a kitchen demon.
1: Yeah. Kitchen demon is like, you'll have weird
0: dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Eat a salad. (laughs) Just have a Shoot. glass of water
1: you're probably just thirsty.
0: <laughs> I definitely have that something is chasing me feeling coming up from not all basements, but probably most basements. And it's interesting that there's, whether or not you want to believe in paranormal or not, there definitely is something in our primal little lizard brain that goes, it's, it's a dark underground behind me where I can't see. Danger is probably back there. Oh, yeah.
1: And once you get that activated in a space, it is so hard to let go of it.
0: Yep. Yep. So you'll always have that. Yeah,
1: I had a lot of problems with my parents' basement growing up. I actually had a whole system. So I had Lincoln logs, like the old school, like wooden ones, where Love they them. had, I think, orange, um, like roof slats. The roo- yeah, they had orange and green, yeah. depending on the length, right? Yes, exactly. Thank you. I knew there was green in there and I couldn't mm-hmm. remember what it was. Cause that's like a weird thing with my brain is that I mix up orange and green. You do. Yeah, I will sometimes I'll say one when I mean the other and I I don't know why that's forever broken for me. <laughs> but I convinced myself that ghosts hate orange or that demons or like whatever I was concerned about yeah. in that semi-finished basement was afraid of orange. So what I would always do is hold a stick from the Lincoln log set, like a long orange one. And I taught my sister this too. I don't know if she remembers it but that was like the totem oh my gosh protect us that's your safe
0: color that's
1: so sweet yep
0: That's so incredibly
1: sweet. Thank you for sharing your your experiences with us, Sadie. I'm sorry, I couldn't cover everything.
0: Yes, thank
1: you. That's so cool. so yeah, if you ever want to email us your stuff, we're at theouijabroads at gmail.com, or you can send it on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever. Correct. And I'd like to open that up both to telling your stories of cryptids or ghosts or serial killer encounters or secondhand stuff, whatever you want to do. Or also, I realize we're like 60-ish episodes in right now, and sometimes when I'm listening to a podcast, I get to a certain point where I'm just like, I have no idea what this person does, or... I don't know how old this person is. So if you have <laughs> questions about us that you're like, I'm very confused about whatever, mm-hmm. like, what do you guys do or how do you know each other or why do you care? about like, if you're if you're stuff you're curious about, you can email us and we can clear it up. Uh, if you're embarrassed to ask, you can ask it with an anonymous. If you just Google like anonymous email, uh, there's a lot of servers that will send that. And as long as it's not too. Well, not too bizarre, but as long as we're comfortable answering it, we'll talk about it. Folks, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Ouija Broads. You can visit us and get our show notes and guides and so forth at OuijaBroads.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And in the meantime, we want you to live weird, die weird, stay weird. Thank you so much for listening to Thank our popery for- episode. Yes. <laughs>